Nathan Foster here, coming to you at 14,000 feet, the podcast looking at spiritual formation from a broad view. I have a special guest with me today, Kai Nielsen, he's a board member and team member of Renovare, and uh, he's a pastor of Peace Lutheran Church in Gahanna, Ohio. Um, And Kai's been working with us in uh, restructuring the essential conferences. The essential conferences are basically uh, kind of Renovare 101, one-day event. Um, And uh, very, very glad to have Kai here with me today. Um, Kai, tell me a little bit about how you became engaged with Renovare and, and how that led you to working with other churches. Well, I think the Essentials Conferences are a, a good place for me because that kind of began my life more formally with Renovare. Um, a number of years ago, almost a decade ago, I was uh, asked to be a co-host of a regional conference. Mm-hmm. And just a friend of mine that I felt a relationship with, a Nazarene pastor in Gehanna, and we stumbled upon one another in a coffee shop, and he said, I'm going to host this conference. Do you have any interest in being a part of it? And I'd read, you know, Celebration of Discipline. I'd read Spirit of the Disciplines. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but as a Lutheran pastor, I'd sort of had to put those on a dark corner shelf um, while I was still <laughs> in seminary. Um, but I dusted them off and took a look at them again and said, yeah, let's do it, because I was really concerned about our community and I like working collegially with uh, other pastors. So uh, that conference began a great journey for me. I mean, it was a, in many ways, it was a game changer just mm-hmm. in how I understood my own life of formation, but also what it meant for us to be able to work together in, with communities. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, candidly, I remember, you know, not long after that, I, I got an invitation to come out and experience the ministry team. And so I spent a couple of days in, Colorado, and uh, I felt like sort of an undercover investigative person because Mm -hmm. I was really interested in knowing whether uh, all the work that had been written about in regard to formation and what the soul could look like and what community can develop and can there be people who actually love and care for each other authentically across Mm -hmm. all the, Mm -hmm. the boundaries that we had typically created in the life of the church. And uh, to my great surprise and delight, I discovered it when Mm. the first time I was at that team and there were just genuinely loving, authentic, honest people who were part of a group who wanted to push out what it meant to be God's uh, hands and feet and love in the world. And Mm -hmm. it was, it was a marvelous manifestation that it's possible. Mm -hmm. It's possible. Mm -hmm. So I I get that a little bit sometimes when I'm afraid to meet people who, whose work I like, that I don't want to, I don't want to lose that, you know. Yeah, my respect or my status for him turned out to be the real deal for you. Well, candidly, what what happened is that once I started to to learn the stories of the people who were part of the Renovare community, their writings actually came more alive to me. Okay, because I I began to know them as people who were who were imperfect and who wanted to just do the the best thing that they could as far as opening themselves up to God's spirit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and they just wanted to make an intentional pursuit of that with, with their whole lives. And it was very compelling. Mm-hmm. And so for me, you know, it was a way to, to say, all right, what does that mean personally for me? Mm-hmm. Which was an important question. Uh, I was going through a difficult time in my ministry, wondering if, you know, the, all the technical ways I had done, ministry over the years that tended to be bearing some fruit it seemed like but i was wondering 
was that the way that I wanted to continue to, to push it out over the mm -hmm. next years? Mm -hmm. um, but it also became a great platform for me to connect across the, uh, the boundaries of denomination with uh, the area pastors. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now you've, you've gone and, and done a number of different projects or work with uh, area pastors. Tell yeah. me a little bit about, about that. Well, it started with um, many, many years ago with uh, a couple of projects we did, uh, the Jesus Video Project even, where we all, okay. you know, delivered videos, hand-delivered vi uh, videos to 20,000 people in our community. Um, hand-delivered 20,000? 20, 20,000 okay. Jesus Videos. And it was, uh, you know, mostly it was driven by one big congregation and a lot of other people came along for the ride. Um, but a new spirit was starting to develop. Uh, I think really through the the regional conference that we hosted together where it wasn't about following the lead of one community. It was about answering the call together about what we could do. Mm -hmm. um, five years ago, we recognized that the numbers of kids that had gone from free and reduced lunches in our community had jumped from the high teens to the high 20s in percentage okay. in just a five-year period. And all of a sudden we said... What are those kids doing in the summer? Mm -hmm. I mean, if they're getting free and reduced lunches during the year, are they getting them during the summer? And so we put together 10 churches and about 15 or 20 businesses, and we had lunch mm. for all the kids that would wanted to come in three different sites uh, in Gahanna that summer. And so it, it taught wow. us that we could actually do it, which uh -huh. was awesome. Uh, work together. It mean work together. As, as work together. Yeah. You know, it's, it, candidly, it, it, I'd... In my own Lutheran world, we'd I'd had you know communities of pastors that had gotten together and done some joint work here or there, um, but for me it was a great foray into an unknown land. At that point, uh -huh. could we work together across denominational theological lines for the sake of our community? Yeah. And uh, it, it's continuing to emerge as a pretty beautiful expression of mm -hmm. it. How do you start that? I mean. To say I want to, you know, I'm a pastor of a church and I'd like to work with other churches in my community to help meet the needs of the community, how would someone go about starting? Yeah. I mean, what's the entry point for that? Candidly, I think you, you have to start by saying, I'm willing to put some things aside. Okay. Whether it's, uh, I think my theology is correct and others mm -hmm. isn't correct, mm -hmm. whether it's... Uh, my way of practicing the faith is a right, more life-giving way than I see others, whether I stand on one side of a particular social issue or not. Mm -hmm. um, all of those things that are easily um, wedge issues for mm -hmm. pastors, mm -hmm. uh, we put aside. And we said, can we do something together for the sake of our community? Mm -hmm. um, and it really took meeting for a couple of years and every once uh -huh. in a while, there'd be just three of us. Uh -huh. And a few weeks later, there'd be 10 of us. And then they'd be dropping down to two or three of us again. And so mm. uh, it was a lot of persistence. Mm -hmm. um, I think there were, there were two of us in our community who began to see the real value of it mm -hmm. and weren't willing to let it go. So it takes some tenacity. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. It takes a willingness to step outside of yourself for the sake of uh, the community. And it also takes, you know, willingness to, to lead it within your own communities and invite them into the process too, which mm -hmm. is, um, 
my particular community, it's been easier, but I know some of the other churches, it's been a little bit more difficult for them to enter into joint projects. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So. What are some of the, I mean, the obvious fruits are you're able to do things on a larger scale. Yeah. And I want to hear the, I want you to tell a bathroom story in a second. Oh, yeah, yeah. What are some of the benefits to working together with churches in your community apart from being able to accomplish, you know, big things? Well, I think that there is a, um, you know, even two meetings ago, uh, the schools came to us Mm -hmm. and they said, we're having a, uh, an initiative where we want to help develop the character of compassion in our students. Mm-hmm. And we know that that's a crossover issue for the churches and for us. Would there be a way that the churches could support um, this issue? This initiative. The churches approached you guys. The the schools or the schools us. approached the churches. Yeah, because they knew that we had a that we were willing to work with one another. We had opened ourselves up to the community for a number of things, and um, and so. So, so as a result of working together in the community, it worked its way to the schools. So they go, oh, here's a group that works together that Correct. can help. Yep. Beautiful. Okay. Yeah. yeah please go ahead. Yeah. Um, and I think that that was that was a huge issue. And all of a sudden, it was it's people start coming to us. The uh, the mayor once or twice a year comes and. Uh, or at least once a year, uh, usually tries to become a part of our conversations because, or we'll invite her her to be part of the National Day of Prayer and so that they can just, the the city police chief. And so we're trying to just make connections and offer ourselves in service. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. um, and I think, you know, part of the, part of the debate with churches that we've had to wrestle with is, uh, what's the end, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, and some churches have a, the end is, well, we always want to get to the point where we can tell somebody about Jesus and see if we can make a conversion. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we've, without neglecting the importance of that, we've, we've been able to step back and say, you know what, at this point, as we're building these relationships and networks in our community, why don't we simply offer ourselves to the community mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. see where it mm-hmm. goes? And so far, it's been doing beautifully Mm. uh one of the things you brought up earlier was this crazy idea that a couple of us had uh we have one high school in our community uh it's an older building and we've been in it enough through all the sporting dance musical events to know that the bathrooms were just nasty and uh we went to the principal with a whole bunch of other things in mind but our question was you know as a gathered ministerial, how can we support the schools? Mm-hmm. What are the issues that you have? What can we do? Um, that's not going to invade your space, but what can we do to help and support you? And we talked about a number of things that day. And finally I said, um, your bathrooms are really skanky. And uh, <laughs> he said, I know. <laughs> I said, what, what would it take if... Is it possible, and I don't know about union workers and all that kind of stuff, is it possible if we could get X number of thousands of dollars together and volunteers over the summer that we could repaint, redo, replumb, mm-hmm, whatever mm-hmm. it would take, some of those bathrooms? And I remember him, he just looked at us and he said, could you? 
<laughs> it was just this desperate little plea that he had. But um, so we did. We we mm-hmm. raised about fourteen or fifteen thousand dollars just from mm-hmm. local businesses and and churches. And on four or five different weekends, we we went in, paint brushes, mm-hmm. plumbing tools, whatever we needed at that given time, and and went at it. And um, so every, everything got a great fresh coat of paint and. Um, it was beautiful to see. I mean, there was, there were people emailing me. I mean, it was never publicized anywhere, Mm -hmm. but you know, just word of mouth gets out as the teachers went back to school and said, what happened? Mm -hmm. Um, and cause they couldn't believe the schools were able to do it (laughs) with all their funding issues. And, um, so it was for me, it was, Mm -hmm. and so we did. Mm -hmm. I love this, this idea of, I mean, oftentimes people talk about how we change the culture, how we impact the culture, but to just start at how can we help and yeah. you need a bathroom and we can join together to help meet your needs. It's, yeah. a, it's a cool witness in a sense to yeah. me. Very simple, well, but not, there's nothing flashy there. I assume you yeah. didn't have any plaques over the urinals that had your church name. Or no, nothing none, like that. None. No. Nobody, uh, I think some of the local businesses that contributed got thank you cards from the principal and from, sure. from me, but. Other than that, you know, that was all the recognition that was out mm-hmm, there. So mm-hmm. most people would have never known other than they showed up the mm-hmm. next fall and there it was. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that, but I think that's a big deal. Um, I, in our in the climate these days, uh, there's a lot of anxiety around what churches really want mm-hmm, from mm-hmm, others and mm-hmm. what they want. And, and uh, too many people have felt manipulated. And so... Sure. Don't trust us necessarily. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. There must be another motive. There must be another reason mm-hmm. why you're going to do this. As I'm listening, guys, it's such a, it's such a great idea um, and, and so simple in one sense that if, uh, I mean, what I'm hearing is hanging out a couple of years, being persistent, you know, setting the table to invite other churches to be engaged with you, putting aside denominational differences, not going with the quarrels, but yeah. finding common ground. Well, I think, yeah, I'll add one more thing in there in case, you know, as people are thinking about it. Um, candidly, it, it took uh, a few of the area pastors to leave hmm. because their heart wasn't in it. I mean, their heart really was in promoting the work that my church is going to do. And uh, if anyone else wants to come along with it, great, mm-hmm. but it's really mm-hmm. going to be our deal. And uh, we had significant turnover uh in the past three or four years at some of the uh larger churches and it was those who moved into those roles of leadership had a far more common heart and mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Uh, we found one another mm-hmm, so there was mm-hmm. some work of the spirit some persistence uh yeah it's a, there's a lot of stuff that goes into it mm-hmm it's beautiful. I mean, one of the things that I've come to really appreciate about Renovare is this kind of intentionality to say, you come from a different tradition, but yet I can learn from you. Yeah. And, and we can, you know, engage in dialogue. And yeah. um, the body of Christ is much bigger than my own little sect. Yeah. Um, so. I'll tell you one thing we did recently, which was, you know, less, less about community, but more about relationships. Uh, we celebrated the 50th year. Uh, anniversary of uh, one of our pastor's uh, ordinations Mm -hmm. and we did it just we had a meal with him and everyone went around 
and talked about something they learned from an important mentor in their life. Mm. And that was the, it was the best ministerial meeting we had had for, I can't remember how long, because it was just honest storytelling. It got past, again, it wasn't, you know, tell us what your favorite Bible story is and how great your theology is. It was how does life resonate with you and who taught you how to mm. live well in mm-hmm. those places. Mm-hmm. And that was, it was, it was really a, a great experience. Mm. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, this is great, Kat. I really appreciate you taking time. To, but let me add one little thing. It, it, I don't know if it fits here, but I thought of it and I got you in front of a microphone, so maybe you can tell the story. You were mentioning when you first came to the ministry team, and, and I remember hearing something about when you first walked in. And the, can you, you know, yeah, I had, um, again, you, you have impressions based on the, the reading that you've done about uh, authors and you know having known a little bit about uh richard foster and dallas willard through their writings you know but mm-hmm. i'd never met them and so i guess i'd met richard richard through the um the conference but i'd never met dallas mm-hmm. and so i remember walking into that setting and there was maybe 25 people who were gathered and we were gathered for uh for a time of worship um to start and I walked into the space. I don't know if I was late or whatever it was, but uh, most people were already there. And so all the chairs were filled. And, uh, and Dallas looked over, and he didn't know who I was. And he was sitting toward the front row. And uh, he noticed that I needed a place to sit. So he stood mm-hmm. up, and uh, he motioned me over, sat in the front seat, and he walked to the back. Mm. And uh, it was one of those first impressions where you go, you know what? maybe this is legit mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. maybe that biblical story where they say hey why don't you take the back seat <laughs> <laughs> right and right. then maybe you'll get invited forward but maybe yeah. not you know yeah. and uh, and intentionally he he took the back seat and for the guest put him up mm-hmm. in the front mm-hmm. which was really a beautiful gesture i love it yeah well in one sense i mean i can tie that together mm-hmm. with what you're talking about with working with other churches in your community servant leadership yeah, and absolutely. If we take some of Jesus's ideas about seeing others as better than yourself, yeah. and um, to to serve, yep. What does that actually look like when we do that? And how? Sh- I mean, there's something that bothers me how shocking it is when we see this. You know, yeah. it should be the norm. We yeah. shouldn't accept it as unusual. But yeah. um, at any rate. This is very good. Kai, I appreciate your time. And, oh, it's great uh, to be we'll, here. We'll talk again, huh? Yeah. Uh, again, talking with Kai Nielsen, the uh, pastor at Peace Lutheran Church in Gohanna, Ohio. And um, very good. Thanks for joining us. Bye-bye. From everyone at Renovare, thank you for listening to this podcast. We are able to bring you this podcast in part because of your donations. Consider becoming a donor. Visit our website at www.renovare.org and click the donate link. Thanks.